Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Jesus Christ, there's none beside you. There's none like you. You are holy. So we thank you. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you right now. We recognize and we acknowledge your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, for what you're about to do. First of all, let me say thank you for what you've done. Hallelujah. I thank you for what you've already done. But I thank you also for what you're doing in this moment. And I'll celebrate what you're about to do in 2024. So I thank you, Lord. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. The church said amen. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated if you can. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Good morning. Buenos dias. Well, this is the last Sunday of the year it's time for us to look back and think about all the ups and downs that's had that's happened in our lives and as I check about the past I gotta admit some things that I myself and I'm still getting used to my new life and my new heart and the nuances that I have to deal with with medication and everything else like that but you know, the, the challenges that I've been facing over this last year. But you know what? I'm not alone in this struggle. I know this whole past year has been a roller coaster of pain, heartache, losses for loads of people. Amen. Now, I know some of you guys right now are sitting here saying, well, Pastor, well, 2023 for me was awesome. There's some people in here like, man, I, got a, I made a lot of money. I got married. All this stuff was good. Had kids. All that was good. Well, God bless you. <laughs> I'll, I'm celebrating with you. But <sighs> I have a large family, you guys. If you guys don't know this already. I'm a part of a large family. I have uh, one brother. I have three sisters. I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, and all of us are in the mix, and some of our niece, my nieces and nephews are here. If you guys don't know, Pastor Donald is actually my nephew, and you know Raquel is my niece, and then our mom, Minister of Music, Latira. 
I have a lot of nieces and nephews and, and praise God for them. But right now I'm going to shift the spotlight, if I may, um, to one of my nieces in particular. And she has had a pretty tough year. She's been navigating her journey of cancer. And I want to just, while I'm here, I want to ask you guys, because I know uh, many hands make the light, the, the, the load light. And a lot of times we make a lot of phone calls to people because we do prayer lines and everything else like that. But I know right now there's a load that's heavy on my niece. And because on her, it's the load is on all of us. Because I know the Bible says that when one rejoices, we all rejoice. But when somebody mourns, we all mourn. So my niece, her name's Anovi Johnson. Now, even when I was in the hospital, I remember I was, trying to, I was getting my heart transplanted. She was still struggling and fighting cancer in her 30s. We don't know if it's breast cancer. We don't really even know where the origin of all this is. But I know there's a God that hears the prayers of the righteous. So what I want to ask you to do for me today and is just a favor. And, and listen, as I'm praying for my niece specifically, I know there's people here that have needs too. I know there's people here that have loved ones that are sick. But just in this moment, as, as we go before the throne room of grace to obtain grace and mercy in this time of need, just, just while we're praying, I just want you to say by proxy, just say the name of your, of your loved one or somebody that you know is during this time. So if you guys will, just for a moment, I know, I know this, isn't the, this ain't the beginning of the service, but I just had a need and I'm just going to say it because if you, have, if you ask not, you won't get anything, right? So I'm going to ask, and I'm going to do this right now. So if you will, just join me with a quick prayer, okay? Her name's Inovi, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you right now. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord, and we are coming before you in the throne room of grace, and we're bringing up Inovi Johnson to you, Lord. We thank you right now. We thank you that your loving kindness is all over her right now, that the peace surpasses all understanding is around her right now. But Lord, right now, you've given me uh, uh, authority right now, Lord, to, to cast out any demons, anything that is foul, things that are not like you in her life, Lord. We cast out cancer out of her life right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing, Lord. We send the word right now when she is healed in Jesus' name, Lord. I'll pray specifically right now that her bone marrow will produce the things that she needs in her blood, Lord. I thank you right now that everything, even right now, is exiting her body in the name of Jesus. I, like, I pray that her body is coming in a line to the word of God in Jesus' name. So I thank you right now, Lord. I know that you're sovereign, but you said that the prayer of the faithful availeth much power. So we thank you right now, Lord. We honor you right now for every person that's in need right now. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers. So we thank you. And we know that it's done. And God, listen, I'm going to praise you right now. Not when I'm, I'm not going to wait to hear what the doctor says. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to give you the praise that you deserve. So I thank you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you.
It's done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. But I just want to say something, you guys, because we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. Sometimes we forget that we're in a battle. Come on, y'all. This is, this, is not, this is not even my message, but I just, want to, I just want to remind you that life still goes on for us. But it doesn't mean that we, we stop. We got to keep fighting, but we got to fight on our knees constantly. Praise God. Mm. Now, that's why it's even during this time it's, we're sitting down thinking, I'm like, how do I shift from that to this? Amen. Second Corinthians 8, 10, 12 in the Message Bible says this. So here's what I think. The best thing you can do right now is to finish what you started last year and not let those good intentions grow stale. Your heart has been in the right place all along. You've got what it takes to finish it. So go to it. Get her done. In Jesus' name. Now here's an important truth that I want to share with you guys today. It isn't how you start. But what's most important is how you finish. This is the last Sunday of the year. So many of us right now are looking forward to, to, to tomorrow. We're thinking about the next season, the next project that we're all getting ready to start. But if I had one, maybe just one honest person in here, if they look back over their life and thinks things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I got a testimony. Come on, y'all. But my question to you is right now is, uh, uh, what is your testimony about? Is your testimony that you didn't finish what you started? Mm. Did you guys start exercising? Did you start eating clean? Did you start saving money? Did you start anything and didn't finish it? You ain't even got to say amen. I'm not a prophet or anything else, but I know. Your intentions last year was that, that of, man, I'm going to eat, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get this done, I'm going to do all that. I, these are my, this, I, got a, I got a vision board. Where's that vision board? Behind your house coat and everything else. You know why you didn't finish it? You know why? Because it was in your head and not in your heart. See, when it's, when it's in your head, you think about it, you talk about it, it sounds like a good idea. But when it's in your heart, you'll be about it. it sounds good. Sounds good, Pastor. Well, 
if we want to do more or if we want to get more, we got to do more. Let me say that again. How many people want more? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I'll just ask you, if I had money, if you got money and I want to give you more money, who wants more money? If I was going to pull out my pocket some money right now, who would want it? I'm just trying to get you guys into the, I need to see you if you're listening. I've been known to give out money before. I'm just saying. What's your name? Ma'am, right there. Don't, I'm, nope, nope, not next to, next, I know, I know Nadia, right next to Nadia. Come here. Come here. I saw your hand. It, come on up here. Just come on up here. You said you wanted more, didn't you? No, you listen. I got the microphone. Come on over here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You wanted more. No. No, here you go. God bless you. No, 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 no. Hey, right now, this is the pastor, and I'm speaking on authority of Jesus Christ. Don't take no money from her today. All right? Amen. That's what generosity looks like, y'all. Sometimes you just got to do things just because. I'm switching my message. Sometimes there's people out here that may need something, but we're so busy looking for what we need. Let's look past our own needs for, of the, to, to help the other needs of others. Come on, y'all. It's just in my heart sometimes. I love, I love to do it. I love to give money to people. I love to bless people. It's great. But the other, on the other side of that is you got to learn how to take to receive blessings. Watch this, because I'm about to tell you something. We sit down, and most of us get to, man, I want to I give to you. I want to give. I want to give, because I just love giving people. But you know what? God loves to give people stuff, but there has to be a reciprocation. Watch this. People love to give, 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 but when somebody wants to give back to you, you're stopping the flow. So what ends up happening is that, God, I'm not going to keep blessing you. Because I want you to be a blessing. I, what is it? Like a funnel. So I'm going to put a whole bunch of stuff in you. But you still got to give out. But then somebody has to pour back into you. So learn how to receive and give. Now, what we're back. How many? Who wants more? All right. There we go. There we go. It sounded good. But y'all weren't ready for the work. You didn't see the work that she had to do. You see, she, she talked about it. She's like, ah, uh, no, I want to, no, I don't want to get up. I don't want, is that what most of us do? We don't want the work. We want more, but we don't want to do more. Enough with making us all feel bad about the stuff that we didn't do last year or this year at the end of the year. So let's go to Ephesians 3. 20 and 21. Hopefully you guys know the scripture. Now to him who is able to do 
exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is about to be 2024. And we are declaring that 2024 is the year of more. Okay, okay. Maybe we want, who wants more? Yeah, yeah, we want more. Most of us want more. I know I myself, I want more. I want more favor, more provision, more blessings, more strength, more health, more children. More finances, more friends, more life. Oh, oh, I just felt, I felt the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord said, be fruitful. <laughs> well, we all want more, but I'm going to tell you, but look, if you want more, you got to do more. But if you want more, this also means what? Watch this. 2024, the year of more, you're going to get more blessings, all that other stuff. But guess what else you're going to get? More suffering. More challenges, more disappointments, more sickness, more death, more debt, more decline, more enemies. You see, nobody's shouted at that time. Huh? Yeah, it's the year of more. Let's, let's not sit down and fool ourselves. It's a two-sided coin. More is a two-sided coin. When you got a coin, you got two sides you want to look at. You, you, you got to take the whole coin. You can't take just part of the coin. But if you want more and you want to see more blessings and cursings, then you got to choose this day. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says this. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that, you have, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. I want you to see there's a, 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 maybe a subplot through this whole thing that I keep talking about generations. Okay, you didn't catch that because most of us want more for ourselves. But what we really need to do is to have more for the next generation. Uh, the money that I'm making now or I'm getting now isn't for me right now to have a car and, and have this and all that because all that will pass away. I want to make sure that I have a place for my children and my children's children to come and worship at. Oh, may, oh, that doesn't sound right, does it? Because if I looked at you right now and you had a, uh, what do they call it, a, a living will, it would say nothing about giving money to the church. I went there because we don't even think about where our kids are going to go to church at. But we'll think, we'll think about everything else. But if you want more, don't store up for yourselves. Get more for the next generation, for your seed. I'm thinking right now, when we started this church, when Kai and I started this church and the Lord let us do this, do this whole thing, it wasn't for me. It wasn't now, mind you, I didn't see all this before, but I remember I looked at my, my oldest son and my, and my other sons and my daughter. I said, we're doing this for you. And then when my grandson and my granddaughter were here, I started thinking like, oh, my gosh, the sacrifice I made that day, 2009, I didn't realize what I was doing. It was going to be for my granddaughter and my grandson, a place for them to worship. 
See, we, we got to have generational thinking here. More, more, more. Who wants the good side of more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm that kind of person. I want more. I want more. I want more God's blessings. I want more to do in the kingdom. I just want more. But if we want more, we got to do more. And if we're faithful over a few things, God will give us and, and be faithful over, for us over more things. If you do more, you get more. I think I keep saying it. If you do more, you get more. But just put that in your head. If you do more, you will get more. But if you do less, guess what? You still get more. More problems. More difficulties. More complications. More inconveniences. If you want more in 24, you got to do more in 24 but we have a problem not just in this world but also here in church we want the maximum benefit with the minimal effort yes you guys does anybody is anybody with me on that i i don't i don't understand maybe you're that kind of person that if i ask you to do something they'll go they'll go 110 but nowadays you know what people want they're trying to get as much for as little as possible Okay, maybe, maybe you don't understand this. Uh, if you go to get a car, you sit down and you're trying to get, look, you're going to try to get a Tesla with Hyundai money. We always want the maximum benefit with minimal effort, especially when it comes to things like schoolwork or projects. We complete the minimum requirements in the pages for an essay without additional research. Come on, young people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here goes something else. There's something else we, we want maximum benefit, but with minimal, minimal effort. Watch this. House cleaning. We want a clean house. But yeah, we ain't scrubbing nothing. We'll clean the surfaces. You'll wipe off the counters. But let me go back and start opening up the drawers in, your, in the kitchen. That's why the whole phrase of, you don't know what's in their people's closet. We want our house to be clean, but we don't want to actually clean the whole house. When's the last time you looked at your baseboards? And people looking at me like, what, what's a baseboard? <laughs> How about this, y'all? What about fitness? How many people want to be fit? Yeah, yeah, there's Tony. Where's Tony? Tony, this is Tony, because Tony, Tony's fit. He's like, this is how Tony stands. Y'all seen him when y'all came in, right? He's going to let you know. You... But guess what? We want to be fit, but you know what? We exercise for the minimum recommended time without pushing ourselves. Right? It's like, well, at least I went to the gym. Come on. We do the minimum amount 
of things to do in the workouts and, and we won't do the kind of workout that will challenge ourselves. We want to be buff. We want to be fit, but we don't want to do the work. Mm. A lot of us want relationships, but we only communicate when necessary without engaging into a deeper conversations. I'm telling you this as a pastor. I, I, I hear people talking about, well, you know, I really don't have any friends. I believe the Bible says, <laughs> if you want friends, you must show yourself friendly. Don't get me started. So many people, they want friends, but they won't do what they need to do to have friends or boyfriends or girlfriends. Mm. It's like everybody's like, well, yeah, I know. People are like, well, I'm an introvert. And, 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 and. No. <laughs> Praise God. I know when my wife and I, because, you know, we are polar opposites. I am definitely an extrovert all day. Okay. I'll talk to anybody. I, matter of fact, my wife had to start telling me, John, stop. Because... <laughs> Like, especially when Kai was pregnant. When she was pregnant with Judah, we would go to the store, and I'd see, you know, my wife was pregnant, and I'd see another pregnant woman, and I'd run up to her and be like, hey, how many months are you? What's your name? How much is it going to be a boy? Is it a girl? Because I wanted friends, so I'll do the most to have friends. That's Because that's what I wanted. But my wife, she's not like that. Well, she wasn't before. She used to tell me, she says, I want friends. I want friends. And you know what she ended up doing? She started getting out of her comfort zone because she declared that I want friends. She started doing the things to make friends. She would call people. She would talk to people. Now, don't get me wrong. She's still an introvert. She just has a battery that once it's low, just don't talk to her anymore. She's ready to go. I'm going to put this one in here because I didn't. What about this? People want their laundry done. They want their clothes clean. But they don't want to have to do the work because laundry, usually people take all day. It don't take all day to do laundry, y'all. Look at everybody looking at me all crazy. All you got to do is wash it, dry it, fold it, put it away. Why is there piles of you didn't want clean clothes. You just wanted clothes that were clean and not put away. Well, I can't find my... It's in the clothes basket. It's been sitting there for four months. If you keep doing the bare minimum, you may pass the test, but you'll never excel. See, I want, I want to excel in everything that I do. And that's what I want, the, I want the believers, I want all of you guys to, to feel the same way. Whether it's in school, at your job, in your relationships, I want you to do more so you can get more out of your relationships, out of your studying, out of relates, all those things. So if you want more in 24, we got to do more in 24. Praise God. Now, I am about to read a bunch of scripture. We're going to read it real quick because I want everybody to understand what is going on about more. Amen. We'll read it and then I'll talk over it and then we can go. Amen. Is that good? Amen. Amen. All right. 
because I'm, I'm, I'm confident in my God that the Niners probably winning right now. I don't know, but I just want to put that out there. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the score. Stop. Matthew 25, 14 and 30. And I'm going to read this out of the NLT. And it reads, and again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. Hmm. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and he earned two more. Hmm. 18. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant who had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant who received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. Then the master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your monies, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy. I'm sorry, let me say that. You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops, I didn't plant and gather crops, I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. Sounds like multiplication. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. Woo, that sounds like more. But for those who do nothing, even that with little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant 
into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. I mean, honestly, I could just sit there and we could probably come to the altar at this point, but I want to give you a little bit more depth on this scripture. As you guys are looking, this is an analogy that Jesus was telling his disciples and what he was trying to tell them that is this guy, the master that's going to leave, it's me. Jesus, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back from my trip. If you don't know this already, what Jesus was saying prophetically, that he was going to be leaving the earth, he was going to ascend, and then when he comes back, as you guys know, on that great day that he comes back, when he cracks open the sky, he's going to come back, and we're all going to have to give account. Now, I like this, and I'll, I'll just go over, and it says, and the kingdom of heaven was illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip, and he called together his servants. His servants, who are his servants? Amen. Okay, we're following, we're following. And then, watch, watch this, watch this. He, he gave five bags of silver to one, two bags uh, uh, to silver to another, and one bag to another one, dividing in proportions to their abilities, and then he left on his trip. But listen, so if you read in the King James, it says talents. Talents. Not just money, because they're using the word talents as a money, but talents is stuff that we have. And he said, in, in the King James, it says, he gave them talents according to their abilities. God's given me talents, but one of my talents is, is really not my ability. I can't sing. God didn't give me that talent, but he did give me some talents. Maybe you're not catching this. God has given us all talents, all his servants. Some people got 10 pallets, uh, pal, um, pallets, talents, and some got one. But either way it goes, God leaves us with something. problem with most of us sometimes is we think we have certain talents and we shouldn't try to invest it amen minister atira amen i've tried to get on the worship team Now you see that the servant, this is verse 16, the servant received the five bags of silver, began to invest the money and earned five more. Then the servant with the two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver put a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. And after a long time, the master returned with his trip and he called them to give an account. So now, prophetic picture, Jesus Christ is coming back for his saints. Mind you, it was, he was for his servants. He was coming back for his servants. All these men were servants. All of them were servants. All of them were given talents. All of them were his servants. All of them had talents. This is very important, saints. The one that invested his talents that God gave him, he had a return on them. He was given the talents. He increased the talents. He increased the money. He increased the bag. But when it came back, do you think that he said, well, I gave five bags. You know, I kept two of the bags for myself and I'm going to give you eight. 
No, because at the beginning, the talents were given. They were increased, and he gave them back as a sacrifice of what the Lord had given to him. Your, your money that you have right now is not yours. Well, I give the tithe, pastor. I give the tithe. Y- yes, you do. But that's what the requirement. But you know what we should be doing during tithing about offerings and all that? We come and we give tithes because that's our service. That's what the Lord requires. But then everything after that is still God's money. And now I say, Lord, teach me how to be a good servant of the money that you've given me. Trying to switch your mind here. So as you see, too, the the servant that had one, I think what it was for him is he wasn't grateful for what God gave him. Because you have certain people in church that are here and they're like, well, you know, um, I I really don't want to do that because I don't feel like I should be there. Even though God gave you a talent, all of us have talents. And if you go on growth track and you look up what your talent is, you can be able to work your talent in that place. But what we want to do is like, well, I want to be on, on the worship team. And it's always the worship team. I'm sorry, but it is. It's always the worship team. I want to be up here on the stage. God didn't give you the talent for that. Some of us right here don't realize that you got the talent to work out in the children's ministry. Some of you should have the talent to be a greeter, but you don't want to do that. You want to be on the cleaning team, but you, uh, no, no, you don't want to be on the cleaning team. Nobody wants to scrub. But I want you to watch this. The one servant that had one, he took that money, that talent, and he dug it and hid it. Look where he hid it at. Do you guys remember where he hid it at? In the ground. What does the ground signify? Flesh. We are made from the dust of the ground. And he invested what he had into his flesh. That's why you see a lot of people that started off on stage praising God and singing with God and they use their talents and they say it's with the church but then all of a sudden now they're out there doing secular music but there's going to be one day where Jesus Christ is going to come back and you have to give an account I want you to see also that the Lord expects increase The Lord expects more. What have you done with what I've given you? What have you done with what I've given you that I've entrusted you with? If I give you money, I want my money back. Can I get an amen? How many family members right now you don't even talk to because they haven't paid what they owe? Some of y'all in here right now, you might be the ones that owe somebody money in here. I'm going to bring this to the close, Tira. Each time the two servants that had the five and the two talents, God rejoiced. And then he told them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. Once again, focus your attention on the the servant that had one talent. The Lord said, where's my talent? 
do you realize the first thing he said, like most of us do, we come up with excuses. But Lord, I had such a tough time. I had this. I had, my life was rough. And it's this excuses. Lord, I've done all this and you've done all this. Lord, I've done all this for you. But I know I did it really for me. But I used your name. What'd you do with the talent I gave you? He said, Lord, I hid it in the ground. I did what I wanted to do with it. And you know what? Watch this. Ungratefulness. He just threw back what the Lord gave him. I'm not God. And I thank thank God that I'm not God. Because if I gave you something, some money, and you threw it at me, I'd be really upset. But I thank God. He's full of mercy. He's full of grace and kindness. But he tried to show them that whole kindness, mercy, and grace until the end of the race. This is what the Lord said, not me. Okay, this is what the Bible says happens to those that bury their talents and don't use their talents for the kingdom of God. The Lord says, take his talent, give it to somebody else. And now grab him and take him to where there is gnashing of teeth. You guys know what that is, right? Hell. He was called a servant. He was given talents, but he didn't give the Lord more. Are you catching me? I don't want you to be ignorant, saints. Just because you come to church and you're sitting on your talents, don't think that you're saved. If you want more, you got to do more. Everybody in here has a talent that could be used for the Lord and invest that talent. And as as the Bible says, to the bankers. The bank is a place where you have money or provision. And I believe it says, bring me all the tithes into my storehouse so that there will be provision in my house. That's what we're doing. This is not about tithes, guys. It's about what are we doing? If we want more, we got to give and do more of ourselves to the Lord. And if you give, if you give yourself to the Lord, everything else will follow. All your, 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 your plans and everything you got for next, next year, let this be your time to give your life to the Lord. And give your talents back to him when he comes. And you got to give account. So this is what I want to declare to you guys today. You guys ready? So today I want to declare to those who use well what they are given, even more will God given us in abundance. So I declare right now that we, we want more. Lord, Lord, we want more. We want more of you. 
We want more favor. We want more provision. We want more blessings. We want more strength. We want more health, more children, more finances, more friends, more life and life abundantly. We want more of you. Show us how to invest what you've given us so that we can give back to you at your feet more. We love you, Lord, for this. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Did you guys get something out of this today? How many want more? Amen, amen. Listen, stand to your feet. If you, if you're here today and you go, you know, you know what? I need more in my life. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, we want to pray with you today. Even if you, this is your first time giving your life to Christ, or maybe you, you, you've already known Christ, but you know what? I want more God. I want more favor, more provision, more blessings, more strength. If that's you today, I'm going to ask you to come on up to the altar. Our prayer team will be meet, meet you here.